0: Hello, Kate here, episode 17 of The Angry Dinosaur. I hope you are all well. I'm going to revisit something that I've already discussed in a previous episode, but I think it's an appropriate time to do so. And I came across a couple of articles in The Guardian that were of interest to me, and I'd like to discuss those and and share them with you. So I'm going to be looking at eating disorders again. Um, it's January. There's a lot of new year, new me attitudes uh, (laughs) flying around. A lot of people sort of dieting and exercising on their fitness and weight loss journeys. And um, yeah, they're they're not always healthy. Uh, I am on my own journey. Um, I've been documenting that on the Insta page at the Angry Dinosaur podcast. And yeah it's something that i've been doing for for a few months now and it's something i want to continue doing um if i'm honest i haven't done it in the healthiest way at times um initially i didn't eat and um lost quite a lot of weight literally wasn't wasn't eating wasn't consuming hardly anything and i've now try to to turn bad habits in, into better habits I'm trying to be healthier and, and fitter and I'm trying to do that in a in a positive and healthy way and I'm not getting it right at the moment um I'm, I'm getting better I am I'm struggling with the calorie consu- consumption um because I I literally wasn't wasn't eating so you know I'm I'm eating now but not anywhere near as much as I should be i'm exercising and um drinking lots of water and i'm i'm trying to kind of introduce positive habits and you know it, it's a choice that i'm making and i'm i'm determined to do that it's just taking time because I'm actually i've got you know into some pretty pretty bad habits but yeah all in all feeling a, a lot more positive about it and, and much better and um while while we're talking about me i, I did have uh, well an ongoing issue at the moment I'm feeling really tired I'm lacking in, in energy and obviously I'm not having enough calories so that's of course not going to help with that but also I do um struggle with anemia and I think it may be down to that so I'm just waiting for some blood test results and, and hopefully get that uh, under control because I think that will will give me a big boost too it's really important actually to look after sort of every aspect um of, of your body and your, your well-being and your health. Um really helps me. Uh it's really helped me. I'm I'm a lot more confident. I am feeling a lot better about myself. Um the exercise and being outdoor and being active really helps with my mental health and, and actually I'm I'm feeling in quite a, a positive place at the moment and things are looking good. I do just need to kind of you know get on top of the, the calorie consumption and make sure that I'm actually giving my body enough enough fuel. But enough about me. <laughs> um Let's have a look at these uh, articles, shall we? So, uh, two articles, as I say, in The Guardian. And the first one is women losing their periods because of restrictive diets and excessive exercise. And the second one is NHS unable to treat every child with eating disorders as cases rise. Um, Both quite shocking, really. And um, particularly the, the second um yeah i'm just gonna have a a a brief kind of overview of of those so uh the first article about the periods suggests that increasing numbers of, of women are losing their monthly periods following social media trends of restrictive diets and excessive exercise this is causing um stress that's related to weight loss and excessive exercise and trauma um yeah it's it's pretty shocking it's it's pretty shocking that there's such a, an increase in that and that there is such a presence on on social media and a negative presence of this really restrictive dieting and, and excessive exercise because it is really not healthy and it's not it's not the way to go about it um but you know as I say I I you know, I'm not one to judge, I've not been healthy in, in the way that I've lost weight previously and it, it's easy to kind of slip into that, especially if you want kind of quick results um, and it, it's it's obviously damaging, you know, and that's the thing, it has a, a, a damaging impact on the rest of our, our body and as I said, it's important to look after every sort of element and aspect of, of your body um, Martha Williams, who is the clinical advice coordinator at a charity called BEAT, if you're not aware of BEAT, it's the leading eating disorder charity, and, um, she states that conditions are becoming more widespread, and now they're often seen in people that you wouldn't necessarily, necessarily class as being underweight, and I think there is that, um, that, sort of idea that actually you, you can only have an eating disorder if, you, if you're if you really thin and really underweight and, and of course that's not the case and uh, one of the things that she points out in the article is that actually GPs are struggling to deal with it and often don't actually have the correct training to spot the underlying issues and uh, particularly if, if a person doesn't appear to be you know significantly underweight or, or even underweight at all um and they're actually you know just kind of prescribing the pill to restart menstruation and actually you know not getting to the root of the problem um and and that's obviously an issue it's a really big issue i want to talk a little bit about you know sort of gps and and the nhs and uh support that's available i'm going to discuss that a little bit after the next article so the second one really shocked me is that's nhs unable to treat every child with eating disorders as cases soar and some of the stats in here are, are are shocking so um figures for england show that there's a 41% rise in hospital admissions of people aged 17 and under uh, following the pandemic um yeah and, and in a period of april to october 2021 there were 4238 hospital admissions for children aged 17 and under um and the fear is that this is actually only the, the tip of the iceberg because actually there there are thousands more children that need support that, you know, have gone under the radar that aren't even sort of in the system or haven't been to, to the doctors or haven't, you know, told anybody that they're struggling. And, and that's that's really, really shocking. Um, these are young, young people and and obviously as you're growing and and as you're developing it's, it's more important than ever to get the right nutrients to get the right food into your bodies and to give your body the the right fuel that it needs to grow and to develop and it's really really shocking and worrying that this is the case um it's yeah it, it makes me really sad it actually makes me really sad uh, the garden also garden? Who's the garden? (laughs) The Guardian also reported last September how record numbers of children and young people were seeking access to NHS mental health services and in just three months nearly 200,000 young people were referred to mental health services and It, it makes me sad it, it really makes me sad it's something that I'm really passionate about and it's something that I I want to do something about I want to change and and I, I can't I can't take on the world unfortunately I'd, I'd love to but I'm, I'm trying to do my bit and as I say I've you know I've, I've signed up to be a, a campaigner for for mind and I'm getting involved in in quite a few things that they're doing at the moment and you know sort of lobbying the various concerns and uh, I was I was reading the the article about Sinead O'Connorson who I'm sure you you've all heard it, it's been on the on the news it's been sort of everywhere and sadly lost his life um I believe he was 17 and actually went missing from a Uh, a hospital went missing and sadly took his own life and it just shouldn't be happening it it shouldn't be happening how how can you go missing from a hospital when you need support you're vulnerable you need support you're struggling with your mental health and you go missing and and you know tragic ending to that story I was looking at Facebook the other day, and there was a post that somebody was missing. a Twenty-one-year-old girl was missing from my my area, North Yorkshire, and apparently her car had been found near near a forest. They they couldn't find her, and this is the third time in a, in a couple of months that she's gone missing and that she's done this. And there were various comments. Oh, it's a it's a cry for help, attention seeking, this, that, and the other yeah, it, it possibly is a cry for help, but clearly, clearly she needs some help and, you know, that there is no such thing as, as attention seeking. Actually, if somebody is going to the lengths like that, you know, going missing, going wandering off into a forest, they clearly need help and it, it just blows my mind, blows my mind that the support is so poor. Um, and I know I, I, you know, I'm not criticising the NHS. I'm not criticising doctors or you know psychiatrists or or anything. I'm not I'm not criticising anybody, but it needs to be better, and, and it it really does because people people are dying. It is a case of life or death. People are dying, and people are taking their own life because the support just isn't there. Um, and I. I had a breakdown last year you know I've been quite vocal about that I've discussed that I've talked about that I had a breakdown and came very very close to ending my own life and I called the crisis team several times and they didn't answer my partner at the time called the crisis team several times and they didn't answer I in the end called an ambulance and told them that I was going to kill myself, that I didn't want to be here anymore, and they told me to go to hospital. I actually had to get myself to the hospital, which I did. Fortunately, my um, ex-partner took me and they kept me there for a few hours. I I told them very much matter of fact that I didn't want to be here anymore, that I, I thought I was going to harm myself and they let me go and said someone would be in touch and I how how can you have faith and how can you believe that you're going to get better and these people are going to support you when you literally are sat there crying essentially begging someone to help you and they just sort of send you on their way and say that someone will be in touch how how are you meant to have faith in in those people um and it it was quite a few weeks before I got a phone call from the, the mental health nurse. Um, given the fact I, I said I, I wanted to die, I didn't want to be here anymore. It, it was maybe may have even been a couple of months before I got a phone call. And uh, I've yet to yet to have a sort of face to face or even sort of um video call. It's it's all just been done via via telephone um I've had three three maybe three calls and you're talking in in you know coming up to six months I've had three calls um and then I actually received a letter today saying that I'd got a a video call appointment um and yeah I received the letter today my appointment was on Monday so I've actually missed my appointment because the letter didn't arrive until two days after my appointment (laughs) um and I'm laughing and I'm laughing because it's just so shockingly bad but fortunately I'm I'm in a much better place now and I'm I, you know I want to have the appointment because it's something that I need to continue to work on and I need to continue looking into you know why I'm feeling the way that I, or why I do feel the way that I do and, and why I struggle and um but actually i'm I'm in a much better place, and i've I've kind of picked myself up and I've done a lot of kind of my own research and a lot of soul searching and a lot of talking to to people talking on the podcast um, and I've essentially kind of picked myself up and got myself into a better place. But if I was still in that bad place that I had been in. I wouldn't be in a position, I don't think, to call up and to rearrange appointments and to explain that the letter had come after the appointment and i would missed it. I probably would just give up because I think, actually, what's the point? And, and that's that's the issue. That is the issue. It's such a... Yeah, it's such a, a fine kind of line of trust and opening up and you know, taking that that giant giant step to to get help, and then it just to not be available as and when you need it. Um, and it's just shocking. And I I really really get frustrated, and I really get upset, and I get angry because it's it's just really not good enough. And there's so many people that are being let down. And what what does it you know what does it need to take for for people to actually say no? We we need to offer more support um it's it's really really sad but yeah I've kind of digressed a little bit there but I did say I did I say I was gonna have a bit of a rant well I'm having a bit of a rant so yeah should have put a uh pre-warning in there sorry <laughs> um but yeah it's you know as I say kind of briefly briefly touching on it um not going to go into into too much detail it's just that the the statistics and the numbers just just really shock me and uh you know to anybody that is sort of trying to lose weight or trying to get fitter or not happy with their their appearance you know just try and try and do it in a healthy way be sensible about it be you think of the long term think of something that's sustainable not you know just a quick fix because actually you know it it, it doesn't work and um you know as I said I, I've not done it particularly healthily to begin with I'm trying to change my habits and get into a better better routine with things um but yeah just just if you need help seek help talk to people talk to your family talk to your friends um you know check out some of the support that's available from the various sort of eating disorder organisations and um yeah just just be be sensible about about weight loss and uh it's not the answer to everything, you know. Sometimes we're we're not happy and we're we feel sad and we, we don't understand what it is and we think it's our appearance and we think if we change our appearance that all of that will go away and actually, you know, sometimes it takes a lot more soul searching and digging deeper to find the, the root of that unhappiness and sadness and just urge you all to, you know, to do that, to really reflect and to really think what it is that's actually causing the those um, concerns and those issues and uh, surround yourself with, with good people and, and be a good person. Be a good person for others to surround themselves with. Does that make sense? I hope so. <laughs> um I'm gonna quickly talk now about Blythe Baird, who is a poet and writes some incredible poetry, really, really good poetry. And I'm gonna share, as I always do, a poem at the end and it's, it's going to be one of hers. Um but she she struggled herself with um eating disorders and body image and mental health problems and uh I was watching a a YouTube video that she'd made and it was her talking honestly about poetry and what inspired her to to write poetry and what inspired her to write the poems that she's written and she she was 16 and didn't didn't like anything didn't have any passion for anything didn't have any enthusiasm there was nothing it was just she was just kind of coasting along uh she said she was smoking a lot of weed at the time and and literally had no no interest and um she developed a a interest for, for poetry and when she started writing poems, she realized that actually that made her interested in everything because she she would write about anything and everything and she writes about some really hard hitting topics you know she she writes about eating disorders, she writes about sexual abuse and and trauma and some very difficult topics um but they're they're very hard hitting but I think they they really do tell a story um And I've actually got one of her books and the book is called If My Body Could Speak. And I'd highly recommend anyone, um, particularly if you do struggle with your body image and, you know, struggle with eating disorders or anything like that, I'd actually recommend that you have a read of um, of the book. It's actually classed as being a celebration of girlhood and survival and all the struggles and triumphs that come with it. And. uh, Yeah, it's, it's a really good book and I, I really have enjoyed um, reading, reading it. So yeah, a very brief episode this one has been reading and just, just wanted to have my little rant about things and uh suppose I should fill you in a little bit actually. I've, I've talked about the kind of weight loss and that journey but it seems like a while since I've actually really talked about what's going on in in my life um there's not actually much going on that's probably why I haven't talked to you you about it uh yeah I'm feeling feeling much much more positive uh feeling a lot better about my appearance and feeling a lot fitter and healthier I've done a lot of walking over the last uh, couple of weeks and you know done some walks that I probably wouldn't have managed um a few months ago because I wasn't in the the kind of position to to do that I have been feeling really tired and I do need to to get that sorted so as I say I've had some bloods done just waiting for those results uh trying to drink lots and lots of water and um just trying to to get into a a good routine with with sleeping patterns and then just general sort of well-being things um I've also been chatting to a friend of mine about meditation and and the benefits of that. So that's something that I'm looking into at the moment, but I'm not overly knowledgeable about that. So, I'm gonna have a little look and and see how that pans out. Um, Marley is very well. Uh, he's, he's recovered after he was quite poorly. Uh, he's currently sat here, so he may make an appearance shortly. He likes to likes to get involved too. He's very passionate about mental health. <laughs> Um, But yeah, all all good in in my world. And I hope everyone else is well. Um, As as always, inbox is always open. Drop me a message if you are struggling, if you need to chat, if there's anything that I can help you with. Um, But yeah, I'm going to uh, end on a poem for you. Yeah, poem time. And as I said, it's by Blythe Baird when the fat girl gets skinny the year of skinny pop and sugar-free jello cups, we guzzled vitamin water and vodka, toasting to high school and survival, complementing each other's collarbones, trying diets we found on the internet, mental cigarettes, eating in front of a mirror, donating blood, replacing meals with other practical hobbies like making flower crowns or fainting, wondering why I haven't had my period in months, why breakfast tastes like giving up or how many more productive ways I could have spent my time today besides googling the calories in the glue of a US envelope. "'watching America's next top model like the gospel, "'hunching naked over a bathroom-scale shrine, "'crying into an empty bowl of cocoa puffs "'because I only feel pretty when I'm hungry.'" If you're not recovering, you're dying. By the time I was 16, I had already experienced being clinically overweight, underweight and obese. As a child, fat was the first word people used to describe me, which didn't offend me until I found out it was supposed to. When I lost weight, my dad was so proud he started carrying my before and after photo in his wallet. So relieved he could stop worrying about me getting diabetes. He saw a program on the news about the epidemic with obesity. So he's just so glad to finally see me taking care of myself. If you develop an eating disorder when you are already thin to begin with, you go to the hospital. If you develop an eating disorder when you are not thin to begin with, you are a success story. So when I evaporated, of course, everyone congratulated me on getting healthy. Girls at school who never spoke to me before stopped me in the hallway to ask how I did it. I say, I am sick. They say, no, you are an inspiration. How could I not fall in love with my illness? With becoming the kind of silhouette people are supposed to fall in love with. Why would I ever want to stop being hungry? When I was the most interesting thing about me so how lucky is it now to be boring the way not going to the hospital is boring the way looking at an apple and seeing only an apple not 60 or half an hour of sit-ups is boring my story may not be as exciting as it used to be but at least there is nothing left to count the calculator in my head has finally stopped I used to love the feeling of drinking water on an empty stomach waiting for the coolness to slip all the way down and land in the well not obsessed with being empty but afraid of being full I used to take pride in being able to feel cold in a warm room. Now I'm proud I have stopped seeking revenge on this body. This was a year of eating when I was hungry without punishing myself. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but that shit is hard. When I was little, someone asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I said, small. Really like the poem. I really like the poet. As I say, check out the book. Um, it's It's a really good book. I think that's it that's it for me so thank you all for listening I hope you've enjoyed I hope you're all well as I said and yeah if anybody needs any help or support or is struggling just drop me a message and uh, I'll see what I can do until the next time take care bye